talk about bum one, yeah Asking the questions that nobody could Like where are the bone dogs and are they in harmony? everybody welcome to another episode of this show that was a that was a clumsy fade out but you know uh i don't know if there's a a podcast already called the clumsy fade out let's just see because you know maybe it's time to change the name clumsy fade out podcast the fade out session by bat boy slim that's not Fat Boy Slim, that's Bat Boy Slim. I think there's nothing called that, so, you know, maybe. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> we're done laughing because uh, every once in a while a topic comes up in the world or I come across a topic and I'm like, this is why I'm glad I have a platform. I've worked very hard over my life to uh, build something like this. This is a little serious up top here, so... I apologize in advance. I've worked very hard over my life to sort of build a platform and make something that brings some kind of value to the world. And, you you know, it's kind of a promise I don't usually follow through on. We talk about a restaurant instead. But today, today, my friends, we are talking about a serious topic. It came to my attention one way or another. I don't actually remember that there there is a thing happening in the world. It's a uh, it's a thing of fear. We fear the unknown. We are scared when we come across something and we don't know what to do. Have you ever not known what to do? We see things that um, are new to us and scare us. But what's even scarier than something new is something that's been around our entire lives and we all of a sudden realize that we weren't aware of what it was. The entire time it's just been right here, maybe just in the the periphery of your vision, just off to the side, but you felt its presence your entire life. You know it's there. It's just not something that you've spent a lot of time looking at directly. And then when you do take the time to look at it directly, that's when the horror really begins. Today I'm talking about uh, why peeing is number one and pooping is number two. This is a question that I had a few days ago. And in some searching I did, I did not find any answers that I would call satisfactory. Now, Poon Master Flex and I talked about it first, because I asked her first. Um, not thinking that necessarily she would know the history of it. Because if, uh, if you're in a relationship with me, and there's a poop-related subject, uh, I'm probably going to know. You know what I mean? That's This is, applies to friendships and 
romantic relationships, there's a good chance that I will know. And if I don't know, you'd better be like the world's foremost expert in order to know. This has made me think that if I were to go back to school, this is what, you know, did something in the English language realm. This is what I would write about. Because it's something I'm passionate about, but also it feels like an academic thing at this, dis- at this juncture. So Poonmaster Flex's thought was it's basically related to frequency, right? You pee more often, therefore it's number one. Um, and pooping is less frequent, so it's number two. And um, I thought that was possible, but then I wasn't sure. Because, um, you know, I was like, oh, okay, maybe, maybe. But um, let's, let's go down. I found, I found a Reddit thread. And the, the thing is, the Reddit thread is not something I'm considering the uh, end-all be-all on this discussion. But it was the closest thing I found to like a um, single list of all the possible explanations. And uh, we can talk about them and talk about where each, in my opinion, falls short. So the winning comment on here with 197 upvotes, is poo rhymes with two. Now, that makes no sense to me. Because, like, why... It doesn't explain why you would have a euphemism for it. It also doesn't explain why you would assign it those numbers, right? Because it's like, well, uh, as the next person says, P rhymes with three. So if you assigned poo number two because it rhymes... And that was the origin of it. Um, P would be number three, right? A two or a three. Now, this gets into a little bit of like mathematics, because at some point we have to acknowledge that in terms of in terms of what these numbers actually mean, um, and in terms of you know what the verbal expression of these numbers means. Um, doesn't necessarily correspond to defecation or urination, right? So that one didn't really work for me. Also, it doesn't really make sense for me for something where there's a number one and number two that it was started with number two. If there was something where there was five or ten and it was a countdown, it makes sense to start with the higher number. But with something like this, where there's only two numbers and they're one and two, I'm not really sure... It, it doesn't really speak to me to say that uh, the way that this was conceived was poo rhymes with two, and therefore uh, that's where we ended up. I'm also not really sure that the word poo was in common use at the time. You know, I couldn't find out even when this began. Okay, uh, here's the next one. I don't know exactly who how it happened, but my guess is that you may feel like peeing more than pooping. So pee is number one and poop is number two. Now, this was also an argument I had with Poon Master Flex, who I wish was here to defend herself, but she's not. So she's a, a voiceless female protagonist in this story. Sorry, not sorry. Um... She, she said, you know, like, basically, isn't it worse when you have to pee really bad than when you have to poop? And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, well, when you have to take a dump, not her words, but when you have to take a Mondo Duke, 
definitely her words. A big sloppy duke, she said. Um, you can kind of like clench and it, it goes away. So when you have to take a dump, it kind of comes in waves, right? And you can sort of hold it in and it's not, it's not as difficult to hold in as a pee. Because a pee, when it's pretty desperate, you kind of have to, you, it's constant. Like it's never off your mind. And I was like, okay, I, I see what you're saying. I don't totally disagree with you, but I think this also gets into like the urgent, the urgency factor to me has some complicating issues along with it. Because um, as a man, for example, it's like, well, uh, it's worse when I urgently have to poo than when I urgently have to pee. Because urgently needing to pee is usually a situation I can solve. And in, a, in the most desperate of times, you know, if I have to just pee on the side of a building, that's not impossible. Like, let's put it this way. If I was out on a long run and I was five miles from home, in the middle of nowhere, and all of a sudden I have to pee, that's not a big deal. If all of a sudden I have to take a shit, I have a problem. Now, I understand this is a male-female difference. Um, and I know it's not as easy for women to just pee. On the other hand, given the choice to just pee or just take a dump, you know, in the woods, let's say, I still think most ladies would choose pee over dump. So, you know, urgency-wise, I guess... In terms of a physical urgency, pee is number one, poop is number two. But in terms of, like, what level of problem is this, I think that's reversed. Okay, somebody else said, uh, front is first, back is second. So the front of your body, where pee comes out, is first. And, uh, you know, traveling backwards on your body towards the back is second. Now, someone, of course, points out, for women, the first is not really in front, more like on the bottom. But the other person does correctly say, still in front of the anus, though, um, especially when sitting down. So I said, okay. I, I think that's, you know, they got into a pretty long discussion, but I think basically everyone can agree uh, where the pee comes out on most humans is in closer to the front of the body than where the poop comes out. You know, it's not about being on the front of the body, as someone says. It's just about being in front of the anus. <laughs> I mean, like... Um, I guess... I see where you're coming from with that. But that, that seems like a very retroactive explanation, right? It's like uh, peeing... Pee comes out of the front of your body. Poop comes out of the back of your body. Um, I don't know. That's that seems like a, uh, well, someone asked the question, and so you had to come up with some kind of answer, and so that's what you came up with. But here's here's like because we'll get into this a little bit later too. This is about to get fascinating, by the way. Um, but. Something that we'll get into a little bit more as well is like um, the idea of 
why would you need to tell us why why do you need to specify whether you're taking a dump or taking a pee and so like where it comes out on your body seems like something you don't need to specify right like are you gonna shoot waste out of your pee hole or out of your duke hole does it i don't know doesn't seem necessary so uh, I'm, I'm putting that one to the side okay here's where it gets interesting for me um is this something where you have to live in an English-speaking country to understand? I've never heard that expression before. What I do know is that someone in my country could ask small or big, as in pee or shit. This version would be easier to answer since it's more or less logical that shitting is seen as a bigger deal and requires more time and effort than peeing. Um, that That's probably one of the best explanations, you know, and like saying, is this a one or a two minute job? Um, I would get that. But here's where it gets more complicated. Someone says, I'm from the States and now live in South America. I've seen the number one and number two thing here as well. American culture does have a heavy influence where I am, so I don't know if there's any influence or relation to why people here use it. Um, and then somebody else says, in German, I have heard both. Uh, Nummer eins oder Nummer zwei, or, or groß oder klein. So in German, this person has heard both number one or two, or big or little. Um, someone else says, I've never heard one or two in Germany, but it, big or small is very common. Um, and then somebody else says, I live in a non-English speaking country and we call pee and poo number one and two, so it's not about that. So... What we can assume from this, assuming that this is correct, because it seems like more than one person has said, uh, I speak in a, I live in a country that's not English speaking, and we use number one and number two. So it's not, not an English speaking thing. But also, that would uh, take out the idea of the rhyme, right? Because uh, eins and p, well, I don't, I don't know how you say, um, how do you say P in German? Let's see. How do you say P in German? Pinkeln. Eins, pinkeln. No. How do you say poo in German? Kaka. Zwei kaka. Not even close. So it's not a rhyme. So we have eliminated a couple thoughts. One is that this is exclusively an English thing. And one is that it's uh, exclusively, or that it's about a rhyme, okay? Now, somebody else says, it's generally more polite to say one or two than to say, I need to take a shit. It's also more descriptive than I need to use the restroom. Usually I see it in the context of a parent trying to ask a kid who's too young to use the bathroom on their own what they need to do. From that, everyone knows the meaning, but I rarely hear adults use it. Um, that, I, I could kind of get with that, because this does answer one of my, so I saw a theory somewhere, uh, somebody basically said, well, this was, it originated in schools, um, and what kids would do in school is raise their hand to go to the restroom, and hold up one finger to pee and two to poop, and that one made no sense to me, that's one of those answers that sounds good, 
But then you think about it and you're like, that doesn't make any fucking sense. And the reason it makes no fucking sense is because why would you need to tell your teacher, I have to pee or I have to shit? Like, as an adult, if I were, I've been an adult who worked with youth in uh, various roles. And if youth tell me they need to use the restroom, they can just go. I'm not going to be like, is it pee or shit? I don't care. And frankly, that just seems like an opportunity for kids to uh, make more of a scene than is necessary or than is required to uh, take a shit or take a piss. So that seemed, you know, in my experience working with youth, what you don't really want to do is set up kids with an opportunity to uh, make more of a scene than is necessary. Like, you know, the class clown holding up one finger on each hand or like a number two on both hands or returning from the bathroom doing the Richard Nixon two number twos held over his head and the class can clap for him. Do you know what I'm saying? It's not information that is useful in any way for the teacher and uh, really just seems to open up a door that you probably don't want to open. <laughs> um, I guess for parents and kids, it would be fine. And maybe this is more of an old-timey thing. But um, I, I, it doesn't really make sense in modern modern era because I have mostly found that parents are a little bit more like, you know, pee and poop are like fine those are fine words to say and like whatever. Um, so maybe that is where it came from historically. But it still doesn't answer the question of how how it came to be one and two. You know what I mean? Is it one or is it two? I guess I would also question that one in terms of like, this requires kids to know numbers, right? Big or little would make more sense. Um, these foreign folks saying that uh, they use big or little, that would make more sense to a kid because I think a kid probably understands big and little before they understand one and two. Um, I guess the last thing too is like, I don't really remember a lot of joking around in school when we were like learning numbers about pee and poo. And so if, if one and two was the way that parents communicated with their kids on this subject, it, when the kids were at the age where it is important for the parent to know, like, do we need to go into a stall or like, what are we doing here? Um, if that was how that was first communicated with kids or most communicated, I would think there'd be more brouhaha around it in school. I guess the last thing too is uh, when you're like a real little kid, it doesn't really matter which one you have to do because you kind of have to go into a stall either way. You know what I mean? And experienced parents, when the kid is like, I need to go to the bathroom, uh, probably aren't going to be like, do you need to shit or do you need to piss? They're just like, when the kid needs to go to the bathroom, you take the kid to the bathroom. <laughs> the end. Um, this is another rhyming one. Uh, ranked by frequency. That's another popular answer. So you pee more often, so that's number one. And you poo more often, or less often, so that's number two. Which I get that. That does explain it. But again, that's a retroactive explanation. Like, it doesn't explain the need to have one and two. 
And you know, uh, if you do it less frequently, wouldn't one is a smaller number than two. So wouldn't it make more sense for the less frequent thing to have the smaller number as opposed to the, it's like a ranking of how often you do the activities. I'm not sure I buy that one. Here's what I like is when you start getting into the like apocryphal tales. What I heard growing up was that back when houses had like one bathroom or even outhouses and someone was in there, one knock meant you had to go but had options, i.e. pee, men can find a tree, guess women could too, but two knocks meant you really need the toilet, there being less options to place that dump. Um, this one makes no sense because if someone's in the bathroom and you're knocking once and that means I kind of need the bathroom but I kind of don't, then it's like, okay, so the person in the bathroom, what are they going to do? Jump up from the toilet? Like, they're, if they're currently peeing, are they like, oh, okay. Okay, so if I'm in the bathroom, I hear two knocks and they have to take a shit. I'm taking a leak. What am I supposed to do? That doesn't really change the speed or urgency with which I pee, right? It's like, oh, I'm peeing. There's not really much I can do here. Uh, if I hear knock one and I'm sitting on the toilet taking a shit, do I go like, hey, I'm taking a shit, go pee outside? You know, that, that I'm not buying this one. This seems very made up. Um, let's see. Oh, yeah, this is so a child could tell a parent in public. Um, in all honesty, I think it could just be a random assignment. It could be one or two because you flush once for pee and twice for poo. <laughs> I don't always flush twice for poo. Um, I have. I have flushed multiple, multiple times for poo. I have a toilet in the uh, bathroom in our apartment that, um, it's a, it's kind of a low flow situation and it doesn't have, you know, most toilets have a jet in the bottom that kind of shoots towards the pipe. So it kind of, anything that's sitting in the bottom in the little sort of divot there gets pushed into the pipe and then you're good to go. Because once it's in the pipe, you know, it's usually like the pressure is enough to push everything down. Um, but this doesn't have that. So it's purely rely. It's very much like a Middle Eastern toilet, uh, a squat toilet where you have to pour a bucket in. And like the bucket thing works like the higher uh, you pour the bucket from, the higher I hold it up and pour the water out, the more pressure there is. So, it, you know, that's how things go shooting down. Um, so it kind of operates a lot more like that. And uh, it's not great. It's not great when you bust a Mondo Duke, as Poon Master Flex would say. Um, this person says the numbers are levels of grossness. Because poop is grosser than pee. I mean, that can't be true. Because if that were true, it's like, well, pee would be one and poop would be like five. You know what I mean? Because like, any ask anyone. Would you rather someone pee on your hands or shit on your hands? Would you rather get a little bit of pee in your mouth or a little bit of poop? If you found out that you had just eaten soup, would you rather have pee in it or poop? <laughs> that's, that's like a twisted Dr. Seuss tale. When you ate at the restaurant and you had some soup, would you rather it were pee or rather it were poop? Um, okay, this one was one of my least favorites. Um, 
So when you're a man, you stand up to pee and you kind of resemble the number one as just a vertical bar. When you sit down, you're kind of shaped like the number two as viewed from the side. And so that's a poo. Now, I don't know how maybe I'm doing this totally wrong. This is kind of the danger of looking at Reddit for something like this, because you start to question your entire life. You're like, am I pooing some crazy way? <laughs> I don't think I am, but anything's possible. But I mean, that's that one seems like a huge stretch to me. Because I'm like, I mean, I guess you resemble the number one in that you, rep you, know, you resemble a vertical object. This is kind of like when people call things like skyscrapers phallic. And I'm like, I mean, it's a vertical space, but it's pretty angular. It's pretty, uh, it doesn't look exactly like a penis to me. It doesn't really look anything like a I mean, it looks as much like a penis as a tree does. And are we like, are we talking about trees being phallocentric or something? That seems pretty unlikely. Show me a show me a skyscraper with a sort of mushrooming tip and two little domes at the bottom for balls. Then we'll talk. And you know, it's like got a foresty area. <laughs> okay. Anyway, th that seems like a stretch. But the number two, someone being shaped like I mean, I'm seated right now. The only way I would take a shit and be like a number two, I'd have to be really grinding it out. I'd have to be bent over at the waist, kind of a curved back, and I'd have to have my feet sort of tucked behind me on the toilet. You know, curling my toes, uh, curling my back, just really trying to blast one out. Has someone been shaped like a number two while taking a shit? Probably. But would I say that that's like... This is the person who, you know, they're like, yeah, because when you sit on the toilet, you're shaped like a number two. And I want to, like, message that person and be like, uh, how are you shitting? Are you okay? Are you sure you're okay? Um, oh, okay, here's another one. Those are the values assigned to each. P has a value of one and poop has a value of two. If the toilet bowl has a value of two or more, flush it. Otherwise, it's good. Uh, that's why if it's yellow, you let it mellow. So in other words, I guess what this person is saying is the yellow let it mellow rule. But if you're peeing into a toilet that already has pee in it, that equals two. So you would flush it. Or if you were um, pooping into a toilet for the first time, that's two. So you would flush it. I mean... Okay, math teacher. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, see, here's another. I was under the impression it was the shape of the body during the activity. Poop is a bigger deal. So on the scale of one to two, it's higher. I mean, okay. Yeah. Isn't it due to the two actions using the same muscles, making it difficult to shit without peeing? I don't even really know what that means. I mean, I know what it means. Like, I think most of us pee a little when we shit. And I was trying to remember if I pee first or poop first when I take a shit. And I thought I started thinking it was second. And then I grossed myself out thinking about myself peeing on my poop. So I was like, you know what? I don't really want to talk about that. Um, I always assumed it was because when you pee, you're performing a single action. But when you poo, you're performing two because you pee and poop. 
I mean, maybe. But then where do farts fit in? What about the unspoken element of farts? Let that one sink in. <laughs> well, and that's pretty much that's pretty much the end of the thread. Um, I I haven't found a definitive answer. I would like one. So if you're looking for a research project, you know any of you academics listening to this who have the summer off, which by the way, if you've got the summer off, if, okay. This is my PSA that I like to give to public school teachers, especially at this time of year. I agree, you're underpaid and overworked, okay? I'm not going to argue with you. I'm not saying you don't put in the effort or you don't put in the time. But I don't think you help your case when you're like all over Instagram not working all summer and like showing us all these pictures from your backyard garden and stuff. Um then when it rolls around to like protest time and whatever, I'm thinking about like, well, but you have like three months off every year. You have way more time off than I do. So, I mean, if you have a total of three months vacation throughout the year because of holidays, summer, Christmas, what have you. And I'm like, well, you do get almost a quarter of the year off. So if, if I made three quarters of what I made, I would make less than you make, right? You know. Anyway, I'm I'm a jerk. I'm a jerk off. I can't help but do that math, and I will do that math. But so you know, just take it easy on that. Take it easy on us. Here's what you do: take those pictures, share those sentiments, do it on the weekend, okay? Because we're kind of primed for that. Everybody else is like hanging out on the weekend and doing stuff on the weekend, so it's not like weird to see it. When I see it on Tuesday, I'm like, what the fuck? You know what I mean? I don't know how we got off on that little side, but hey, there's a side roads, a crossroads. There's Bone Thugs and Harmony. Well, and there we go. Another unanswered question. <laughs> what a legacy for this show. Like where are the Bone Thugs and are they in harmony?